Good evening, and welcome to our series, Explorations in Savitri. As always, with our brother Alok. Namaste, sir. As we have heard from Sri Aurobindo, Savitri is the divine word, daughter of the sun, goddess of the supreme truth, who comes down and is born to save. But Sri Aurobindo has kept uh, the organization of this epic in line with all the other great epics, in not beginning the story at the beginning. We only learn about Savitri in Book 4. And what do we have prior to that? Well, we have, of course... uh, the first book, Canto One, The Symbol Dawn, and here for the first time we hear Savitri's name. And Savitri too awoke among these tribes that hastened to join the brilliant summoner's chant, and lured by the beauty of the apparent ways, acclaimed their portion of ephemeral joy, akin to the eternity whence she came, no part she took in this small happiness, a mighty stranger in the human field, the embodied guest within made no response. The call that wakes the leap of human mind, its checkered, eager motion of pursuit, its fluttering-hued illusion of desire, visited her heart like a sweet alien note, time's message brief light was not for her. And then he speaks of what she is. But we don't know yet that she's the Divine Mother. He just gives us a hint here. I think uh, Mother uses the word the great secret with regard to the Divine birth in matter. And personally I do feel it is the greatest of secrets. It's uh, matter is a mystery, birth is a mystery, creation is a mystery, divine is a mystery. But to an extent, all these mysteries can be explored. People have explored in various ways, touched something of that, understood, comprehended something of that. Mm. But uh, the infinite, the divine, the all-knowing, the all-blissful, the all-comprehending wisdom, the omnipotent power that takes a limited form and name and moves on earth like anyone else it is indeed uh, I mean that's the greatest of mysteries how does that happen and that's why there are many who don't believe in this possibility the various schools of thought within India for example you have the Arya Samaj so they don't believe that God can ever incarnate and take if you a human birth. Take a human birth or animal birth, like you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, even in the story of the parable, parable of ten avatars, it's not the they they the parable speaks of God Vishnu, which is an aspect of the the infinite <coughs> who takes various forms of birth. To that extent, it's comprehensible. But how can the infinite, the one who is beyond name and form and beyond all? Uh, conceptions except to be finite except to be finite 
So uh, we see Shurbindo discussing this at great length in essays on the Gita. Mm. The Vedas don't speak about it. People often ask, you know, everything is there in the Vedas. Well, no, it may be hinted. And of course, I run the risk of uh, uh, being a heretic or, you know, uh, I hope there are no blasphemy laws. So, <laughs> well, everything is not there in the Vedas. It may be hinted, but there is no, no, the mystery of the avatar. For the first time in Indian literature, as far as I have studied, comes with the Gita. Even in the Upanishads, there is a pathway to connect with the Supreme. But not the Supreme taking a human birth. And first time we have in the Gita and then subsequently in the Puranas where the Dashavatar parallel parable comes. In the Gita, just a few slokas where Sri Krishna hints at this mystery but doesn't quite develop it. Mm-hmm. And somebody who is not accustomed to looking at it from the depths of who Sri Krishna is may well pass it off as, you know, mm-hmm. he's talking about himself, but he's talking mm-hmm. about the divine being who he is. At that point of time on the battlefield of Kurushetra, he is not just another, you know, being. He is the divine being who has taken a human birth and he speaks of that. And it remains a mystery because how is it that the Supreme can walk on earth and become like that? And I am tempted to, you know, now I am reminded of a bhajan. <laughs> With Sri Krishna's birth, this avatar, you know, became a very... Now, of course, avatar is used even in computer language. And there was mm-hmm. a movie also of Tar, so now it has become a commonplace word. But um, one poet, mystic poet says that uh, there is a mystery I don't understand and I am filled with wonder. So what is the mystery? He says, he of whom the Vedas say not this, not this, who is infinite, who is uh, beginningless and endless, who cannot be perceived by any senses and who is beyond all conceptions. Ek Anadi Ananta Agochar. He is the one. And how can he be called today as the child of Nanda, his human father? He said, I don't understand this. And of course he is saying, like, I understand it, but yet I don't understand it. He is rejoicing. He says, I know it has happened, but I am filled with wonder. So I think the beauty of Savitri is, among many other things... Among many other things, that that which is hinted in the Gita about the avatar is developed at great length. Revealed to us. Revealed to us at great length. The whole book of Savitri is about the avatar of the Divine Mother. Right. Now, the, interestingly, it's there in the Gita and I feel it's also hinted in the Bible. When Christ says, I am the path and I am the way. Yes, yes. He's actually speaking of the avatar, but he doesn't... Uh, explicitly bring it out and mother speaks of that she speaks of one the assumption of virgin mary mm-hmm. and then he, she speaks of you know that redeeming by faith those who just believe that the divine became matter they will be redeemed just by the power of faith she says that that you know i can understand so at great length they have revealed to us but here we find that in really and why this is important first i feel this this is very central to Shobindo's uh, and the mother's yoga and somehow for some reason it's not spoken about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear Shobindo as philosopher and yogi and all that he is uh, a poet and political revolutionary but this aspect of the avatar, perhaps the reason is that mankind is not ready for it to be revealed. Maybe it's not even necessary and the revelation is just for those who are 
like, well, uh, I must say, or I won't use the word chosen, but it's a special grace to be revealed. Yes. But here, in a more impersonal way, Shobindo reveals the mystery of the Divine Mother and, you know, her human birth. Yes. And that's what the passage you read, it's very interesting because it starts a few lines above about the humanity and the divine who has taken a human birth, though he is not yet using the word divine. And then, you know, he describes like what man is and what she is. What is the difference? The one where you read and Savitri to evoke among these tribes. Tribes. And yeah. The human family. Yeah, but before tribes. that, you see, he, he actually... Uh, speaks of the day you know he uh, sometimes i feel uh, if shubindu was a painter or you know a videographer how would he do things he mm. is a, he marvelously blends the symbol and the reality so powerfully and so beautifully it's it, yes. it's it's yes. almost uh, visual that he is describing the rising sun and he is describing the sun and the sun is rising on the horizons and Light is scattered and even the common earth is lit up by the touch of the sun and darkness slips like a falling cloak, cloak. cloak from the reclining body, body of a of god. god. Yes. And then after all this, on page 6, mm. he starts with, there was the common light of earthly day. There are very few who are really awake to see the advent. And then the light comes and diffuses in earth nature, which is what we see in Mother Shivindu's action. It is diffused in earth nature. It's now come, it's become a part and parcel. So it will carry on the evolution. But very few realize the import of the divine birth. So we see there was the common light of earthly day. And then he speaks of how humanity wakes up. It's mm. always slow to respond. Yes. So we have these lines, affranchised from the respite of fatigue. Now again, you know, how Shubhinda uses these words, affranchised, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's you, you wonder, you know, it's a business word, you know, uh, and he's affranchised from the respite of fatigue. <laughs> Once more, the rumor of the speed of life pursued the cycles of her blinded quest. So light is there. This is a message of the mother. It was there in, I think, 1994, Sunil Das' music. The door is open. You have only to step in. Yes. So the light is there. And look how he uses the rumor of the Rumor, yes. Life. So in a rumor is when people wake up, they first, you know, get on to what, what happened last night. As if... As if, you know, <laughs> if they didn't watch the news, God knows... Uh, you know, yeah. creation may fail. So, rumor of the speed of life. All around, everybody, the milkman. And in, in yeah. India, you will see this image. You know, morning is full of noises and sounds and birds. and Absolutely. Everything yeah. is so full. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, it's warm. There's a warmth in it. And there's your and line. All sprang to their unvarying daily, daily acts. acts. So, everybody gets up that today is my this work routine, mechanical routine. The thousand peoples of the soil and tree, <laughs> what a use of the word peoples, oh. obeyed the unforeseen instant's urge. 
and look at the profound psychological insight that that's how we live our life so mechanically so routinely we think we are alive but mother says in the agenda i have met you know people draw a sharp distinction line between the alive between the living and the dead yes, yes. but it's not true yes. and she says there are many whom we call as dead but they are very much alive right and then she adds uh, almost truthfully but there are many alive who are dead unwearing daily acts you get up in the morning you have a set of routine and you're just doing that you're just obeying like it's almost like an animal life and you know and yes yeah, instant urge and leader here with his uncertain mind <laughs> now this several places i said in savitri is full of irony subtle humor so leader now imagine a leader who doesn't know his mind <laughs> so <laughs> you know it'll be very dangerous to walk with that leader because the leader should be very decisive for good or for bad he should know what he is going to do and take the decision but a leader who cannot decide who is dilly dallying wearing yeah. this way that way is no leader but he's the only one the only one alone who stares at the future's covered face yes man lifted up the burden of, of his, his fate because he doesn't know so he thinks he is the one who is going to make his future yeah. and then this line strikes you you see with all these images yeah. that morning has come and people have woken up and birds are chirping and everybody is going to their daily acts now shubindo what a way he introduces and makes the symbol equal to the truth just as the sun has arisen and savitri too awoke among these tribes but what is the difference between her and the us that hasten to join the brilliant summoner's chant now again he is weaving all the five six lines above he has brought in back yeah. after yes. making savitri wake up he speaks of that these tribes who are hastening to join the brilliant summoner sun what does the sun invite us to possibly he says come i am waiting for you light but we don't take that climb and he's a summoner with a capital s yes and imagine how does the sun summon us he sends the summons through light wake up <laughs> and lured by the beauty of the apparent ways acclaim their portion of ephemeral joy so i often see you know that's how nature binds us that look you know i'll give you our share and uh, he will say this same thing in issue where he says uh, what is that joy with its silver bribe pain with its lash, lash. joy with its silver, silver bribe guards the wheel circling Sil- immobility. immobility yes we are moving around the same why because oh for a so called joy which may get you know often we have these stories that i'll turn to god when i am old and it starts from beginning oh maybe you know maybe after marriage maybe after yeah. i have a child maybe a after point. i i have a maybe. grandchild maybe yeah. grandchild's marriage <laughs> <laughs> so by then yeah. yama sends a saman he says when i came to you as sun surya you didn't listen you know interestingly yeah. in the vedas yama is the shadow of surya so surya is the guardian of the higher truth 
and yama becomes the guardian of the lower worlds that's how it goes so when we don't listen to the brilliant summoner so he says okay at least you will listen to me <laughs> but i can do very little for you i can give you a complete organ transplant a complete makeover change over free of cost that's what he can do you know he is very limited fellow <laughs> so acclaim their portion of ephemeral joy but now he connects with the avatar akin to the eternity when she came no part she took in this small happiness a mighty stranger in the human field and then a few lines below what is the heart of the avatar you know we have um, image of saints and yogis mm. and sages who are all the time in a state of inner calm yes. but the avatar is fire that's why savitri will tell death later on i cherish god the fire yes not god the dream so she comes with that fire so we have a few lines below in her there was the anguish of the gods so what is the anguish of the gods the anguish of the gods is that for millenniums and millions of years they're trying to shape a vessel fit for the divine to inhabit and they're not able to because the response is very poor the clay is too hard it breaks down and you know the the their messages get diverted so time to time the divine himself comes says, okay i'll do i'll give the mastering touch when the play becomes too dramatic so he says look you know i'll come and give that little touch tweak it a little more and that line where he a very poignant line where he says one man's perfection yes. still can save the world yes, that's true so the avatar has to come. yeah because and there, there is a great truth the truth behind that line is that if you take perfection in the sense a perfection within the human body now if one can succeed then it will open the door to every body yes and the mother speaks of that that every time the divine takes a body he comes to transform matter so if one body can be transformed then it will spread like contagion she uses the term a vast contagion <coughs> yes a vast contagion oh that so many things he yeah. speaks about whether it can be diffused these cells or whether they can be switching mm-hmm. over to a new body mm-hmm. that you know this amazing document in her there was the anguish of the gods imprisoned in our transient human mold the the deathless conquered by the death of things that's why gods don't want to take a human body because yeah. the moment they will take a human body matter now it's the field of the darkness matter is the one which is the most resistant all the hostile forces have their hold over matter they will surround from every side just like you are imprisoned all your powers are lost your wisdom is lost mother says even a being who is liberated and from a very high plane of consciousness when he enters into matter he enters headlong into the inconscient it forgets it takes long really to discover who he is and why he or she is here yes so it takes long the deathless conquered by the death of things a vaster nature's joy had once been hers mm-hmm. 
so you see this uh, she has brought all this but you know she has entered into the human mold and naturally even the divine has to go through a state of total forgetfulness because it takes the task in grim earnest even though there are hints indications and opening here a manifestation there as shubindu says it's a progressive manifestation that takes place from within breaking through the mold or through the mold breaking through in the sense that the light begins to come out and for long matter cannot resist as the mother says that even as a child she would experience the light coming down and sometimes very intuitively she would say when uh, her mother physical mother asked her you are sitting as if the burden of the whole world is on your shoulders yes, yes. and she said yes of course so you know there are five years of age five years of age so she has to once again undertake the yoga to first recover who she is before she can undertake the yoga of man and that's what i thought that we can read uh, you know a few lines from there because very interesting there are several places you know shubindu has described the divine mother in savitri but when does she become aware of who she is ah, yes that is something marvelous so there are several steps through which she discovers and i'll read one of them yes so it's uh, the first passage we'll read is about the finding of the soul mm. she finds her soul now it's very interesting because it raises another question which maybe we can take up sometime there's a very nutty question what about the psychic being of the avatar is it like a psychic being which is prepared in which he descends shobindo says no it's not like that because in the essays on the gita very clearly he says but the avatar follows a line of evolution that is also true many are my births says krishna and the mother refers to her own and shobindo's births so it seems that just as there are many psychic beings or, or the seeds which have come into the play the divine descents also enter into the play at a given point of time and there is the central being which is watching over from life to life till a time comes when the full blown manifestation of the avatar which has already been foreseen would take place this is the way i understand it mm. so how she becomes aware of who she is there are very powerful lines page 525 oh yes a sealed identity within her work she suddenly discovers who she is now what is this discovery she knew herself the beloved of the supreme these gods and goddesses were he and she so the purusha aspect and the shakti aspect ishwara and shakti all these countless and all with capital g they are none else but she as the beloved and the supreme they have one can't afford yeah. this whole wide world yes. is only, only he, he and, and she. she yes this is the deeper truth the mother was she of beauty and delight see shobindu speaks of one of the aspects of the divine mother which uh, after describing the four aspects he says but uh, it was difficult for her to come down which is delight so she is the mother of beauty and delight and she was waiting at the gates 
since shurabindo is in the physical body since then the mother refers to it much later in one of her messages and uh, the disciples uh, asked her that they have you know we all disciples are wonderful people so you know people asked mother is she, is she still waiting <laughs> so she says my child a more fruitful question would have been that what is needed to bring her down <laughs> is she still waiting <laughs> be careful of editing <laughs> no no it's wonderful i'm okay. here all no, it's okay yeah, see disciples by nature are ignorant they are not siddhas and there is a joy in knowing your ignorance because then you can there is a way out there's hope <laughs> but, but if you are if you are arrogant of your ignorance and believe you know it's dangerous and the mother says i will break your head if you do that you know udar when he traveled yeah, 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 yeah. to america so you know he had a terrific personality looked like a guru some people have the looks of a guru whatever it means and you know he used to wear a nice robe and all mm-hmm. so people must have told mother that you know he has become a guru or whatever so mother asked him what is it udar i hear that you have become a guru no mother no mother never ah good if you would have done that i would have broken your head <laughs> if you would have done that i would have given a blow and broken your head and it's true because guru is a limitation you know there is a double sense in it one is broken your pride second is that liberated you into the infinite when you would realize that <laughs> where is the guru there is only one infinite so you know mother's remarks so she discovered this that she is the mother of beauty and delight and then she said that why didn't any of you ask me that mother you are there why didn't she come down so all these questions and she says the condition required to embody her if a certain group of disciples she says very difficult almost impossible for human nature and she says the person has to be a super parsifal i don't know if oh, i didn't know the meaning of the uh. word so i had to check all this you know it's like one who is completely untouched by any kind of pleasure you have to reject all seeking for pleasure to be so pure enough to embody that beauty and delight so so you know but she is the mother of beauty and delight just imagine what it means the word in brahma's vast creating clasp someone asked her mother you created this world you know she it was there. how did you create so she said you know when the divine will to create this universe he brought out from within himself the knowledge and the power to create it and i am that knowledge and power so the child says but mother it is written in indian mythology that brahma created the world <laughs> so mother says yes my child but hasn't shurbindo told you that i am the mother of gods <laughs> i am the mother of brahma also it was a very sweet way of saying <laughs> i am the mother of brahma also <laughs> so she is the word she is the power without which brahma cannot create the word the vibration mm-hmm. the power the world puja on almighty shiva's lap so she is the power which makes shiva almighty wonderful majestic formidable grand but by whose power the power of the divine mother she discovers this the master and the mother of all lives 
watching the worlds their twin regard had made and krishna and radha forever entwined in bliss all this she discovers the adorer and adored self lost and one so here the symbol of krishna and radha because many people uh, you know now the images of krishna and radha have they have as they have come down now is all about vital mm-hmm. love so Uh, people asked uh, this question to shurbindo and uh, and the mother replied i think it was sahanadi mm-hmm. so the question was asked to shurbindo and the mother would reply mm-hmm. and she says that you know the images which have come these another letter of shurbindo also to that extent that we have to take them as the relation between the soul and the divine and the images which has come in later in the puranas are basically images from the vital world so it is not about the vital that is a human distortion which has creeped in uh, and understandably because the vaishnavas tried to purify the vital by sublimating it and fell down in the process but it was a effort shubindu speaks of that yes. so this is the adorer and adored self lost in one so symbol of radha and krishna is that by adoration by worship by unconditional self giving which radha symbolizes the height of love for the divine you can become one with the divine so much so that the divine obeys you and that's the origin of the tantra which goes by you know the vaishnava tantra there is a whole poem by jaydev um, where he speaks of krishna falling at radha's lap and at her feet seeking forgiveness very powerful poem so the divine can become a slave to the lover because just as the lover gives himself the divine also gives himself completely this is that letter of shurbindo to champakla ji the divine gives himself to those who oh, give yes, themselves yes, yes, to the divine yes. now imagine what does it mean divine gives himself to those sounds very nice and poetic but in the synthesis shurbindo says that nothing is impossible for such a one because he is the favorite of the divine lover and the very self of the beloved and the line forever love oh, oh beautiful, beautiful slave of god oh yes so yes. the adorer and adored self lost in one now she sees all this but then she goes further so this not the end of her discovery in the last chamber on a golden seat one sat whose shape no vision could define now she enters the from the over mind into the supramental godhead in whom all these aspects come and meet only one felt the world's unattainable fount a power of which she was a straying force an invisible beauty goal of the world's desire a sun of which all knowledge is a beam a greatness without whom no life could be and then goes beyond from the supramental to still deeper thence all departed into silent self and all became formless and pure and bare then through a tunnel dig then through a tunnel dug in the last rock she came out where there shone a deathless sun now it's very interesting that suddenly the image changes into you know is such a beautiful description 
where is this rock suddenly coming in? Because he is journeying within. And so this last resistance of matter which you have to eventually give in to utter that utter identity, it's not, it's denied because uh, it is said in the ancient traditions that if, you, if it was to happen, then the body will melt away. Yes. So some of the ancient yogis speak of this and you know they say that um, they hold themselves at a certain point and they don't cross this last rock. Because if they were to cross it, there is every likelihood that they may not be able to yeah. come back. They will yeah. completely trip. Yeah. When mother was asked this question, she said, yes, it is true. It is said like that. But Shurbindu and, and myself went through that. So they, they had this experience of going into that ultimate mystery and yet the bodies didn't dissolve. Though there are strange experiences people used to have with their bodies. So sometimes I feel probably it was like a projection. What was people would have a darshan and say, Mother looked much taller than what she is. Mm-hmm. Or they suddenly saw a display of lights all around her. Shubindu's body, as Niruddha recounts, uh, recounted once that it was suddenly the body had become transparent and through the body he could see the book self. So what was really happening is beyond human comprehension. A house was there all made of flame and light and crossing a wall of doorless living fire. There suddenly she met her secret soul. But this does not end here. This is the psychic which has presided. Then the central being. You know, there are these, uh, the Jivatma which is there beyond time and space, which actually governs the evolution through the psychic essence. So it's always connected. It doesn't enter into the play, but sends a ray into the play. And that ray develops into a full-blown psychic being. Now comes the fusion of the psychic being with the central being. That's after a few, a whole passage page 527 here in this chamber of flame and light they met so again you know yeah. Shivinda reconnects after revealing to us uh, what is the psychic being marvelous passage about the psychic being here 526 to 527 mm. I'll just read a few lines but since she knows the toil of mind and life as a mother knows, as a mother feels and shares her children's lives, she puts forth a small portion of herself, a being no bigger than the thumb of man, into a hidden region of the heart to face the pang and to forget the bliss. Because if it remembers the bliss, it has a tendency to run away. So nobody is really an orphan. This whole conception of orphan, she knows all that my child is going to go through. So she has already put within us a portion of herself. You know what it means. We can't even imagine what a privilege it is to be born as human beings. This is not given to any any of the gods, any of the other beings. All of them derive from her. But in the human heart, she puts something of herself, a portion of herself. A being no yeah. bigger That's than enough. the thumb of man. That's enough to take care. Oh. Look at this. This is there in the whole story of when all the gods go in search of 
you know, in the darkness when creation has fallen. So all the gods are summoned and there is a round table conference and they say we, we are a bit scared to go into this darkness but we will venture provided you come with us or something of you comes with us. So she pours from her heart the purest, the most intense light and gives it to the gods and with that they go and that becomes the psychic essence in matter. So something in us is her child and you know it's something marvelous to share the suffering and endure earth's wounds and labor mid the labor of the stars this in us laughs and weeps suffers the stroke exults in victory struggles for the crown because it identifies yes. with nature because thus alone it can change it identified with the mind and body and life it takes on itself their anguish and defeat bleeds with fate's whips and hangs upon the cross yet is the unwounded and immortal self supporting the actor in the human scene now why this is crucial because through this she sends us her glory and her powers yes yes so when people turn outside to this or that person it's a very deviant way when there is a direct hotline, dial one. <laughs> so, this is the original number. Like, you know, we have 108 in India ambulance. What is it? 911 in US. So, it is a direct hotline. You can do zero or one, the computer line. Either which way. But one is better. Because zero means it will draw you into itself. One means it will come out and help you. Dial one. <laughs> so... <laughs> In the depths of the heart, but every day we activate because it's through this that she can directly send the glory and the powers. Any other way, through the mind, through through the emotional heart, though it is closest, through the passions, through the vital, of course, through the physical is so obscure, through this or that person, through this or that God, through this or that guru, through this or that intermediary. It's a long, complicated way. But here, and so many times mother would tell. Find me here. Find me here. You, I am sure you, you know about this. Find me here. I'm here. And of course, through a flower. Yes. Of course. Which she says, it's more easily, <laughs> yeah. easier for me yeah. to convey something through a flower yeah. than through the mind. So, so many times she used to remind everyone, and I, I have sometimes asked people that, you people were so lucky you saw the mother. And you know, Ravindraji has once said, and I do believe, he said, no. We, because we saw her, we were so much engaged with the human part, which was so wonderful, that we never cared to look deep inside to discover her here. And she kept telling us, go within and discover, go within and discover. But we were so much. So it's very difficult to say, of course, I still feel that joy is marvelous to see her, you know, to see her was a was summons to adore. To, to, yes. <laughs> All the same. But here she sees seated. And of course, who said it, uh, you will remember, uh, we didn't see Sri Aurobindo, he saw yeah. us. Yeah. That is Swami Shainanand. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> this is in us the Godhead small and marred, 
That's why mother says, man is a god, but he has forgotten himself. And he had to be given a lesson in humility. But once he wakes up to his godhead, he is closer to the supreme than anyone else. This is a beautiful essay of the mother to know how to suffer. It ends with, if there is none as frail as we and weak as man, there is none as mighty and great as he. And then it ends by saying, verily, verily in humiliation lies the cradle of glory. The supreme, of the supreme discovery for anyone supreme discovery. who would like to see that. Verily, verily, in ah. yeah, the supreme discovery. In humiliation lies the cradle of glory. So if man, man is very fragile and he is made to realize that. But if he can take that turn within and discover, then she says he is closer to the supreme than anyone else. Because it is a portion of the Divine Mother. So now she discovers... She seats the greatness of the soul in time. In this human portion of divinity, she seats the greatness of the soul in time to uplift from light to light, from power to power, till on a heavenly peak it stands a king. In body weak, in its heart an invincible might, it climbs stumbling, held up by an unseen hand, a toiling spirit in immortal shape. So, whatever may happen outwardly, this unseen hand is always watching over it and carrying the journey. Here, in this chamber of flame and light, they met. They looked upon each other, knew themselves, the secret deity and its human part. So now she discovers who she really is. That's why when later on somebody asked her, Mother, you must have been on earth whenever there was a crucial moment. She says, my child, I have never left the earth since its inception. Yes. <laughs> yes. The secret deity and the human part. The calm immortal and the struggling soul. Then with the magic transformations speed, they rushed into each other and Group 1. So we'll stop here.